You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenedchurch.com. We've been in a series on prayer, which has been amazing, by the way. We've had our pastors come and bring an amazing word, um, and I'm just excited about it. And prayer is simply just communicating with God. If you were to, to not communicate with your spouse, you'll probably be in the dog house, right? In the dog house. When you have a relationship with somebody, you communicate with them. Prayer is uh, a form of communication, but prayer is powerful. Prayer shifts things, but prayer is also a weapon. It's a weapon. And today, I wanna be, uh, I'm gonna, going to speak about spiritual warfare. So dear Heavenly Father, God, we just thank you right now, Lord. Holy Spirit, you are in this place. Move how you know how to do, God. And prepare our hearts and our minds for what, you, for what you have for us today, God. Let courage arise in us, God, so that we go out these doors, God, and are not afraid of the fight. We are not afraid of the darkness, but we know whose we are. In Jesus' mighty name, name. Come on. I can't talk about spiritual warfare without talking about evil spirits or the demonic. We can't just pretend like that doesn't exist because it does. And for some people, that might sound like a scary thing. And when I started thinking about why is this like a scary topic to think about, the demonic evil spirits, you know, Halloween's coming up and, and people, you know, um, you know how they have those haunted houses? Well, there was one time Lori and I went when we were teenagers and she was squeezing on my arm and I thought she liked me. <laughs> but no, she was just scared. Mixed signals. <laughs> but the movie that terrified me as a kid was a movie called Chucky. I don't know if you guys remember that movie. There were some, there were some crazy movies out there. When I was a teenager, man, uh, Exorcist and all this stuff is just wild, right? But this movie specifically about a demonic doll who they even do like crazy witchcraft on and stuff, it was crazy. It, it put a lot of terror in my younger years. And my cousins, they, they fed off that, by the way. <laughs> they, even, they even tried, they even named me Chucky, by the way. There's a couple of cousins that named me Chucky, tried to name me my, make my fear my identity. So they would like move dolls around the house and say, oh, Ito, that doll just moved. And they would say crazy stuff like that. <laughs> so when I was thinking about that, I was like, well, no wonder people are freaked out because they've seen these things and they want nothing to do with these things. They want nothing to do with evil spirits and all that stuff. But the thing is, is this was the ministry of Jesus. Jesus came to set the captives free. Everywhere he went, he was casting out demons. Not only that, but he was healing people of, of sicknesses, of bondage. That's what he did. And then he empowered his disciples to do the same. So they began to go out city to city, casting out demons in his name. And I believe God wants to move us to a place in our life where we are secure in who we are in him to know that we don't need to fear these things at all because we have power and authority over these things. And I believe God is going to set some people free in Jesus' name, in Jesus' mighty name. The title of my message today is Prayer in the Battlefield. Prayer in the Battlefield. 
June 23rd, 2018, I was working at this time in uh, Mid-City Division, which is the City Heights region of our area. It was 11 p.m. We we're getting ready to head in for the night, call it a day. And at this time, like, we don't want to do anything. We want to get home, go to our families, and call it a night. 11 p.m., that's what we want to do. But as we're driving into our station, we hear on the radio, shots fired. And this is one of the most horrible things you can hear on the radio because now we know, okay, there's officers engaged in a gunfight. And as we're heading to the direction of where this is happening, we don't have too much, too, uh, too much information on it. All we know is, okay, officers are shooting. And then the most horrible thing we can hear is an officer's down. So at that point, we don't know if this... If this officer is dead, we don't know anything about it. And I've been to that scene where one of our officers lost his life. And I was there on that scene looking for that suspect that day. And it was the worst day of my career. My wife will speak on this. She knows, but it was the worst day of my career. So all these things are going through my mind as I'm racing to this location. And you can hear the gunshots ringing as, as, as in our earpiece. It's going off. And as I pull up to the apartment complex, this area, we don't see what's going, we don't know where, it's, where it is, what, where this situation is, but we can hear the gunfire as we're exiting our vehicle. And in that moment, I was 100% convinced that I was gonna get into a gunfight that day. I, I was like, oh, this is the day, this is it. I'm getting into a shooting this day. But it didn't happen. And I'm not gonna leave you guys on a cliffhanger, I'm gonna explain. Because I, I left 9 a.m. on a cliffhanger. They still don't know what happened. <laughs> I forgot to tell them. My bad. Make a podcast this and find out the rest of the story. <laughs> totally forgot. Okay, so this is what happened. Officers respond to a check the welfare at the apartment complex. As they get to the door, um, they knock on the door. They start smelling smoke coming from his apartment. So they call the fire department out. They think, man, there's maybe someone down. Their apartment's on fire. So firefighters get there. They breach the door open, break the door open. As soon as they break the door open, this guy begins shooting at them with a rifle, high-powered rifle. The officers get trapped in a hallway, worst position tactically that they could be in. This guy's in his room, come popping out of his room and shooting out rounds down the hallway. And officers are fighting for their life. So as we're, as we're pulling up, I don't know any of this. So we got officers trying to break a window because they see them stuck in the hallway and they eventually break the window down, throw up a shield in, into the hallway and that shield saved their life. It, it blocked the rounds that were coming towards them. That day, that guy, he, he ended his life in his apartment complex. He shot himself, took himself out. Two of our officers were wounded. They all survived. So every officer that was there, they survived that night. But the reason why I tell this story is because I believe God is getting ready to raise up men and women of God who are not afraid to run towards the fight, who are not afraid to run into battle because they understand their authority. We speak about it all the time, their authority that we have in Jesus. And whether we know it or not is when you become a believer, you step in, you are now positioned yourself in a position to warfare because you become a threat to the enemy's camp. You become a threat to the devil's kingdom. But here's the thing, you can either engage in warfare or not. 
It's either one or the other. Either you're in it or you're not. And you can't, if you are afraid, you'll never engage. If you are afraid, you'll never engage. And today I want to, 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 to speak faith and encouragement into you to not be afraid of these things that have been binding people, you know, trying to take people out. So we're going to go there today. And I'm excited about it. Come on. Who's excited about it, by the way? Let's go. Prayer in the battlefield. Come on. First point is this. Know your enemy. And we've been speaking on this scripture. You've heard it a few times during the, the last uh, sermons that have been preached here. And I'm going to go back into it. It's uh, Ephesians chapter 6, verses 11 and 12. And it says, put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. Put on God's armor. Once you... What you got to realize is you don't go into battle without an armor. I don't go out to the field without my bulletproof vest or my tool belt. I, I, that's crazy. You just don't do that. So spiritually, you want to put on God's armor. What is that? The helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the shield of faith, the belt of truth, right? Your, your feet prepared with the gospel and the sword of the spirit, which I'm going to talk about in, in, in a little bit. So you want to put these things on. But you see in that scripture it says the strategies, all strategies. I want you to know this, is that there are strategies, schemes, tactics. There's a game plan to try to take you out and, and take out your family. There are strategies being formed in the supernatural realm that we just aren't seeing because it's supernatural. It's an unseen realm. But that's why the Bible says this. It says fix your eyes on the unseen Fix your eyes on the unseen. That's something we got we to actually fix our eyes and be in tune with the Spirit of God. And what is the Holy Spirit telling me about these things? What are the strategies that are trying to come against me and my marriage, my family, my friends? Because they're being formed. But how many know this? That no weapon formed against us will prosper. We got to know God's word. So the next says, for we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers, authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in the dark world, against evil spirits in the heavenly places. See, the supernatural realm, it's like the wind. You don't see it, but you know it's there because the, the leaves are blowing, the branches are blowing. It very much exists. We just don't see it with our natural eyes. And this topic has, it's, it's really lit a fire in me recently. Because in my Christian journey, my Christian walk, that I haven't, ca I'll be honest, I haven't, not that I noticed, haven't cast out a lot of demons from people. <laughs> be honest. <laughs> Until recently. <laughs> and I'm praying for someone. And what we learn in ministry training is, to, to renounce, have them renounce things, reject things, you know. So you're saying, hey, I reject the orphan spirit. I re uh, reject the spirit of rejection. Uh, I renounce the, the demonic um, witchcraft, the occult. All these things, you renounce them. You're saying, I reject these things. And as, I, as, as I'm praying, going to warfare, the, the, the demon begins to manifest, starts screaming. That's not normal. When you're praying for someone, someone just does it, start screaming like that. I mean, you might see tears and stuff, you know, that's a little bit more what we're used to seeing. 
but when you, someone just starts screaming and, and other things start happening, now you know, okay, this is something else. This is very much real, and we very much need to be aware of these things and know how to deal with them. So in the youth ministry, as you guys heard, my wife and I are the youth pastors here at the church. <laughs> and there have been youth that will come up to me, and obviously they let me know what's going on. And, you know, I hear stories of doors flinging open, nobody's around. Uh, stories of, you know, shadowy figures hovering over them in the middle of the night, trying to choke them out, feeling that fear. And then I, as a youth pastor, have to know what to do in those situations, how to pray with them, how to equip them in those moments. Because who, who's going to do it? So we have to learn to be ready. So as I, as I preached last time, I spoke about um, fasting and prayer and how I made it a normal part of my, my journey with Christ. And, and, and in July, I started consecrating myself because I wanted to be positioned and ready and be sensitive to the Spirit of God when it comes to these things. And by the way, I've heard many stories of, of men and women of God fasting and seeing so much breakthrough in their life here in this church it's been incredible to see what God is doing. So I want to encourage you guys to, to make that a normal part of your, of your journey with Jesus is, is to learn how to fast. So when I was uh, like around 13 years old, I, um, I was first exposed to, to pornography. Okay, and, and this opened up a door in my life that led in a lot of unclean spirits. So I, I, I had an addiction for almost 10 years and I was bound by it. There was a strong man holding me down, uh, and I couldn't break free of this, even though I wanted to. There came to a point when I was fully sold out for, for the call of God in my life as a 17-year-old teen, but I was still battling this addiction. So when I turned 22 years old, I locked myself in my room, and I said, God, I want you to free me from this. So I went into warfare. I began to pray in my room and I said, God, don't let me out of here without being free from this thing. I'm tired of it. I don't want it to have a hold of my life anymore. And I believe that's for somebody here today. If there's something you're battling with that you just can't be uh, set free from or find breakthrough in that area, I want to encourage you to lock yourself in a room and pray. Go to battle because God can free you and he wants to free you. That's the thing. God wants to free you. So I was set free that day, no longer had a craving for that. That's why I know it's so powerful. God is so real because he can do it for you. I, I, I no longer desire to, to watch those things anymore. But there was, that door was open where it, it allows other things to, to, to come in. So by the time I, I got married at 24 years old, and my first year of marriage was the most horrible year of our marriage. Because those things want to be, they want to stay in the darkness. That's what you got to know. The demonic, evil spirits, unclean spirits want to stay in the dark. They don't want the light to shine through and get exposed. Because if it gets exposed, you can find freedom. So those things got exposed. And my, unfortunately, my wife had to, to, to go through that. And here's the thing. Is that you'll lose your trust in buckets. And you only gain it back in drops. So there's a process there of pain. It's not just like, hey, God, intervene on my marriage. And all of a sudden, you're, 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 you're good. 
My wife and I, we just uh, had our seventh year anniversary, wedding anniversary. We've been together for almost 10 years now. But she can testify to this is that that was the hardest year of our marriage. And I had to warfare at that moment. And I remember crying out to God, being in a room by myself, just saying, God, please save my marriage. I'm broken, God. I need you. And I think that's a word for somebody today that maybe their marriage is on the rocks. I encourage you to call out to God, and God will restore what was broken. So I talk about know your enemy. You can't fight an enemy you can't identify. We got to learn to identify the things that are trying to destroy us and take us out. When my, my grandfather, he's been married multiple times, had kids uh, from different women. My dad, the same, unfortunately. So that is a generation, what we call a generational curse through my bloodline. Coming down, coming down, boom, hits me. What am I going to do with this? If I'm not aware of what's going on supernaturally in the unseen realm, I can easily be taken out in the same way. Because that's the devil's plan is to kill, steal, and destroy you. What's the assignment of the demonic? The assignment is just to get the believer to be ineffective for God's kingdom. The unbeliever, so they never know who God is. That's the assignment of the enemy in the, the demonic realm. But I believe God is awakening things up in some mighty men and women in this place that are not going to be afraid to run to the fight. But right now, God is equipping them for the battle. Come on. Can you guys repeat after me? Know your enemy. My second point is know your weapon. Why don't you guys repeat that? Know your weapon. Know your weapon. And we already went into Ephesians 6, 11 through 12. Now we're scaling down to uh, verse 17. The other, the other verses just talk about the armor, um, the different pieces of the armor. But I want to focus on this part of the armor. It's the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. It's the only offensive weapon we have is the word of God. I want to encourage you guys to dive into your word. Dive into the Bible and the scriptures. You never know when you're going to get a word from God that's going to be able to carry you through the season you're in. And I've experienced this in my own life. And that's why I, I, I tell the, the youth is that when, on your app, the Bible app, you get a verse of the day. And with that verse of the day, meditate on it, learn it, and declare it over your life. It's simple. Just incorporate it into your prayers. You know, no weapon formed against me shall prosper, God. Lord, I, I feel like this situation in my life I just can't get through. But your word says I am more than a conqueror through you, God. This is how we do it. Last year in October was when we officially um, really um, took over the youth ministry. And during that time, as, as you guys maybe heard before, I was taking off days to be there on Wednesday. It was a very pressing time in our life. Uh, we're just learning how to be new parents. Um, and, and that was a lot in itself too. So there was one time I went to men's prayer. That's why we always encourage men's prayer. Women's prayer, we encourage it so much because so much happens there. 
And, and, and Pastor Mike gave me a word and he told me this, a generous person will prosper. Those who refresh others will themselves be refreshed. He continued to say that to me. And during that time, anytime I felt in, uh, discouraged or maybe felt like something's coming against us to, to disrupt my marriage, disrupt the ministry, I declared that word o- over my life. I said, God, your word says this, a generous person will prosper. I'm being generous with my time, God. You said, make room for me. Make room for me. Actually, that was a song. I don't know if you heard that song, but when Pastor Mike asked us to, to take over the youth, it was literally like within that week, I heard that song in the radio, make room. I will make room for you. I don't sing, but, you know, <laughs> I will make room for you, it says. Powerful song. Felicia singing. <laughs> but I'm in my car. I hear this song. And then the Holy Spirit falls on me and I begin to, to utter uh, 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 tongues. I begin to speak in tongues. And, and I was overwhelmed with God's presence in my car and I knew this is what we need to do, God. I'm going to make room for you, God. And I know you'll do the rest in my life. I talk about refreshing. That literally, literally started happening. The next few months, I began to see so much breakthrough in my wife, being able to, to stay at home, raise our, our, our son. Not only that, but be able to, to go all in for youth ministry. And, and then the selling of our home. So many things, getting in this detective role. I mean, so much happened that has been refreshing to our lives. Which has been amazing. And, and I don't think it gets uh, more refreshing than seeing the youth, their lives transformed, giving their lives to Jesus and then seeing that journey. I mean, that's, for me, that's as a refreshing as it gets to know, man, God, I'm doing what you've called us to do, to, to, to see lives change, God, and transformed by your power and your glory. There's a, one of our, our, our new volunteers on our team, Gary, he's right here up front. <laughs> Just join our team, so eager to serve, we love him. Um, at this past Boys Connect, he shared his testimony with, with, with the fellas. And um, I'm not gonna go into all the details, but I wanna focus on this one part, is he talks about how uh, during his, his teenage years, he was lost, he was broken, he was in search for, for something to fulfill his life through drugs, through sex. And then he came to a point in his life where he was just so broken so depressed, and he was ready to end his life. He, he said that he was contemplating suicide on this specific day, where he feels, in that moment, he felt God say, open up your Bible. So he goes to his Bible, and he opens up the pages, and, and it flips to Philippians 4.13, which says, I could do all things through Christ, who strengthens me. In a moment where he had no strength, in a moment he was ready to throw in the towel, it was a word from God that was able to bring him out of that pit and take him into a new place in his life where now he's dedicated to serving God's kingdom and seeing lives change in the power of his testimony. What God can do when you surrender it all to him and allow him into the innermost part of our being, the hurt, the pain, God was able to do that through his word. It was that, that scripture. That's why we got to know our weapon, know God's word, and declare his word over our life. And my final point is this. Know his power. Can we say that together? 
Know his power, my third point. Luke chapter 9, verses 1 through 2, Jesus is, calls his disciples and he says this. He says, he called his disciples together and gave them power and authority over all demons and to cure diseases. And he sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. It's like what Pastor Mike was talking about earlier in the book of miracles is th these signs will follow those who believe. They will cast out demons in my name. We are not to, to be afraid of these things. But God will give you the power. It's not out of your own power, not out of your own might. Our weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. There's strongholds that are going to be pulled down today in your life, in the life of your family members. Because I believe that's what the Holy Spirit wants to do in this place. It sets some people free. And, and when it comes to power and authority, see power, the, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you will receive power, the Bible says. The Holy Spirit will give you the power to live right, the power to cast out demons, the power to heal the sick, the power to see things change in your life. Authority is what you gain from your intimacy with God. It's in the intimate moments with God. It's the fasting. It's the, your prayer life. And in, 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 in a kingdom, there's a rank system, just like in the police department. You got police officers, detectives, sergeants, lieutenants. As you go up the ranks, you get more authority. Such is the same in the demonic realm. There is a rank structure of authority with different spirits. There are some spirits that are stronger than others. So you may be set free of one thing, but then you may be battling something else that has its hands on you. And it has not yet been identified, but the Holy Spirit can identify those things. Because God wants to set the captives free. That, that's why he came. He came to set the captives free. I was preaching this message to, to the youth. This is like the extended version. I gave them like, a, <laughs> I gave them like a, a, a synopsis version. But at the end uh, uh, of the preach, one of our, our youth girls, Lynn, came up to me. I think Lynn's in the back. Um, but she came up to me and she shared, yeah, when you were preaching this message, I got a vision from God. And as I got this vision, I began to draw it. And the photo is, uh, it's, a, it's a photo of two hands kind of like squishing a, a bird. And like feathers popping out. And I was thinking, oh man, I don't know where this is going, Lynn. <laughs> but on the other page, it had a poem. It had a poem and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read what it, what it said, and I'm going to explain. It said, uh, down bird, down bird, hopping on the ground bird, down bird, down bird, soon to be dead bird. And it said, without God, we are birds with no use of the wings it's given. If we don't use the gifts he gives us, we are too soon caught up by the devil. We might as well just hand ourselves over to him. We might as well just throw in the towel if we're not going to use the power and authority God has given us or the gifting he has given us. God wants us to be prepared for battle, to go into battle ready to fight and understand that there's people around us, even maybe ourselves, that need freedom and we need to understand how we go about this. How do we fight these things? It's the bird had wings. There's no, there's no reason why this bird should have been caught by, by hands because a bird can fly. 
But the problem is it wasn't using its wings. God has placed some things in us so that it could be used. Whatever it is that is making us ineffective is the thing that needs to be identified so that we could get freedom in that area of our life and we could truly live our life committed to the works of God in our life. So as I get ready to, to close up, I'm going to um, have a video clip, clip played, and I want you guys to look up at the screen. All I saw was a skinny kid. I didn't know who you were. done more than any other man could have done in the service of his country. Now I've never been more wrong about someone in my life. I hope one day you can forgive me. We have to go back up tomorrow. Realize that tomorrow is your Sabbath. Most of these men don't believe the same way you do. But they believe so much in how much you believe. And what you did on that really just nothing short of a miracle. And they want a piece of it. And they're not going to go up there without you. your delay captain you're supposed to begin that assault 10 minutes ago we're waiting sir waiting for what private das to finish praying for us sir private das is praying for you who the hell is private das Go to work. What an incredible movie. This is a story of Desmond Doss. And by the way, that's the Hacksaw Ridge. It's a pretty gory film, so parental advisory, <laughs> if you guys watch it. Um, but it's a story of Desmond Doss. It's a, a based on a true story. He was a combat medic. And because of his own personal convictions he didn't want to carry a firearm and, and go out to battle um, as you can see in that clip he's actually reading his bible as he gets approached by i think it's a sergeant but the night before he was out there in battle with them and he saved over i think it's like 70 over 75 men out in the battlefield he went out there but he didn't go out there unarmed See, what everyone around them saw was that he was unarmed. He didn't have a firearm, but he was armed with prayer. He was armed with faith and trust in God. That's why I titled this message, Prayer in the Battlefield. Because our prayer 
is our weapon. The word of God is our weapon. And the things that can happen in your life when you trust God fully. I mean, this guy had to trust God with his, literally his life. As he went out there, and what you guys don't see in this clip, but there's another clip where he's actually praying and he's in the middle of this warfare, rounds are going off and he starts praying. He says, God, just one more. He wanted to go out there and save one more person. We have to, to understand this is that he needed God's supernatural protection in that himself. Because who knew if he was gonna return once he ran out to the battlefield? Who knew if his life was gonna be taken? But that's the power, powerful thing about prayer and faith. He understood this. He says, you know what? I'm under your protection, God. If this is the last time I run out, God, it's gonna be, it's because it was my time up, God. But I'm in your will, God. I'm in your will, God. So if it, it's your will, just one more, God. May I go after just one more person? And I believe God is saying that right now in this moment. There's one person, at least one person in your life that needs saving. Will you say the same? God, just one more. There are hurt, broken people. People who are bound in our life. People that don't know Jesus. And God is saying, would you go after them? Would you say the same? Would you say one more, God? Just one more. Those who believe, these signs will follow. Those who believe, these signs will follow. They will cast out demons in my name. They will heal the sick. God has anointed his people to heal the sick. God has anointed his people to set the captives free. Who in need, who in your family is in need? Who at your work is in need? I pray that God starts identifying those people in your life because it's time to run towards the fight and not back away from it. It's time to go into the battle and not be afraid of darkness because we understand that we are fearless in God. We are fearless. So I wanna give somebody the moment today to receive Jesus. There's somebody sitting here in this room that has yet to make a decision to follow Jesus. It's the greatest thing you can ever do in your life. It's the greatest thing I've ever done in my life and said yes to Jesus. God has a life for you that, that is far better than anything you can draw up out of your own blueprints, anything you can try to make out of your own self. God has a life and a life more abundant for you. And today you can receive that life, a new life. Those who are in Christ are a new creation. The old is gone, the new has come. That means old mindsets are gonna be gone. Old wounds, old pain. God wants to gather that up and he wants to heal your pain today. God wants to mend your broken heart today in this place if you just surrender to him. So I'm gonna to count to three. And if that's you right now, I want you to just raise your hand. 
If you say, you know what, I want to receive Jesus. I want this new life. On the count of three, one, two, three. Go ahead and just lift up your hand. Lift up your hand in this place. Thank you over there. Receive Jesus. Thank you over there. God is moving in this place and things are shifting around for some people. I thank you, Jesus. We can all stand to our feet. Thank you for those who responded, that lifted up their hand. And in a moment, I want to give you the, the chance to come up front and, and so we can meet you, that we can pray with you. And if you're with somebody that raised their hand, I want you to just bring them up. Come on, church, let's put our hands together. If that's you and you raise your hand, come up to the front. Come on. Thank you, Jesus, for what you're doing in this place. There are people responding. Heaven is rejoicing because somebody today made the decision to live for Jesus. The greatest decision you can ever make in your life. Thank you. Thank you. And as a church family, we're going to pray for these two here together. So join me as we pray. Just repeat after me. Thank you, Heavenly Father for what you did on Calvary. Jesus, I believe your blood cleanses me of all my sin. And today, I receive new life. The old is gone, the new has come. In Jesus' mighty name, we all say amen. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenedchurch.com.